Okay, it looks like we are live. I wanna thank everyone for joining us today. Um, today I have Yoel Israel, uh, founder of Wadi Digital and LinkedIn expert. Uh, anybody who knows Yoel knows that he knows how to strike up a conversation with literally anybody. Uh, or anything. I could talk to a chair. Like. <laughs> you know, personally, I've seen uh, you know, I've seen you on live uh, sessions before, where you just you know took a family out into like a winery and start talking to the owner and the process and all that. You've been to, you know, you 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 sometimes pick up some piece on very random people and then have very interesting conversations with them. And uh, you know, today's uh, day and age, um, no, not today, always. Um, conversation is what moved. You know. Uh, civilization forward. The countries that had communications were the ones that evolved into the US and Europe and kind of developed countries. And the ones without communications are the ones that stayed behind and are still in the Stone Age, right? Um, so conversation is is incredibly important. Uh, and it's something, it's, you know, it's a lost art now. People today, kids today are on Facebook and social media typing away, but they don't actually have conversations and talk to people, uh, which is a shame. Um, so yeah, so I'm gonna let you introduce yourself uh, and then we'll get a little bit into, you know, how to how to have a conversation, how to start one with people, how to keep it interesting. Sweet. Uh, I'm Yoel Israel. I think you kind of introduced me. Uh, founder and CEO, even though I hate that title, of Wadi Digital. And um, I'm a LinkedIn legend, as they say. I don't know who they is, but uh, I've heard it said, uh, said here and there. Uh, I do love LinkedIn. It's my obsession. And I like, the reason why I love it is because it's the most authentic way in my opinion, to communicate with people online. Um, and that's kind of a, that's pretty the short straight of it. So uh, do you wanna jump in? Uh, let you yeah. So let's, uh, I guess let's start at the beginning. You know, you, you talk to a lot of people. Why, you know, let's start about the, let's start with the why. why. Why is it that you feel, you know, why is it that you start talking to random people to whether it's a conference or at a restaurant or on the street? Why, how, how do you think that helps you in your, in your personal or business life? Well, that's two very different questions. I'll well, start with why I, I speak to people and then I'll, I'll address the, how it, we'll yeah. probably get into that even more later. Um, I mean, I, I am a naturally curious person. I love learning yeah. how things work. Um, I like, you know, seeing things like, I just kind of taking things apart a little bit, uh, try to understand people try to understand ideas try to understand thoughts I do like to read a lot about ideas or listen about like ideas and things and then I kind of try to test them in public when I speak to people I kind of try to hear people out I am a big believer that you you only learn when you're listening right we all want to talk we all want to share we all want to influence and obviously one of the ways to do that is to speak or be vocal but it's kind of backwards in the sense I mean, in order for you to be able to influence someone else, you need to be open to hearing them. And if they don't feel that you're willing to be open to hearing them, then they're not going to let, they're not going to be open for when you have something to say to them. Um, but it really comes from a lot of just my sheer curiosity. Like, you know, why do you think X, Y, and Z? Well, what about this and that? Or like, I like, like, I'm really interested, you know what I mean? So um, in everything, in like, you know, what people are like, what people wear, everything. So like, I would say to you, it's like, hey, I noticed you got a haircut, Dave, it looks good. Is it because the nine days are you not getting a haircut right now? It's like a morning period during the, uh, the that started last night, you know, in the Jewish calendar. Is that why, you know, like, so everything's a conversation started. Everything's Everything can be curious. Anything you make an assumption on, don't make an assumption. I'm just kind of, I want to know what, what's the reason. And I'll, I'll ask straightforward. And 
so, and it's authentic and that authenticity comes through and usually that's a great way to be a, uh, to start a conversation right I, th I agree with you that the authenticity is a big part of you know what you know what drives the conversation um again you have to part of his authenticity part of it is just being comfortable with with asking you know a lot of people right. are just you know I really want to ask him about that, but I'd be uncomfortable raising it, or I'd feel like it right. might. Right, people are a little too insecure. It's good to be yeah. self-conscious. It's not good to be insecure, in my opinion. Generally speaking, at least when it comes to uh, conversations. So, I mean, I like to focus. I mean, I try not to think and worry about it. I do know sometimes I might. You're worried, like, how is it going to come off? I know sometimes, like, you might flirt with the line, you might cross the line. You know what I mean? But like, you might that might happen. But then you need to have like. Uh, intuition, empathy, and have your fingers in the pulse. If you might have said something, or if you're not worried how it came out like you intended it to, you have to just be able to roll it back and just say, "I didn't mean it to come out like that." Or think, you know, people are all adults, especially in private conversations. Um, so, I mean, if you're scared, if you're wondering whether you should say something or you should ask something or you're curious about something, just say it. Just blurt it. Don't don't withhold. Don't worry about how it's going to be perceived. Don't think about PC or anything. And just like be honest. I mean, as long as you're all, you're authentic, you're caring, you're loving, and you're genuine in your curiosity, then I think people people will see your authenticity. Um, and you know, you can always walk back what you what you say anyway. So I I think a lot of people are just a little too a little too scared to say what they're thinking. Well, that's I think that's part of part of what you know where we are today. That you know when I'm having a conversation with you and I say something, um, it's not as easy to roll back sometimes. But if you are, if, you know, an example. If well, I'm saying if whatever it is, if I'm having a conversation with you and I say something I think, and then I, I realize I crossed the line, I already said it. It's out there versus on Facebook where I could say it and then right, let me delete it and then retype it or change my mind. And people kind of got used to that 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 safety buffer of being able to to revise and reread and think it over before they post. Uh. I just agree, man. I think in person and in private, you can say things and then it's like it's human and then you can always redo. I think once it's on the Internet, there's screenshots and there are things and I can't. You should. Uh, I actually think the opposite. I think in person, when people can hear your tone of voice, sarcasm is, is you can tell when you should. You can tell when someone's being sarcastic or joking or they're saying something. They're also being self-mocking. You know what I mean? There's more the context in audio and not to mention body language, right? The advantage okay. of video. Uh, you know, facial expressions that you're able to get when you want to communicate and you want to be curious to someone. So that's something that you, that you get that you don't get online. You might be able to hit edit, you might be able to hit delete, but anything that's on the internet can never be taken away, unfortunately. Right. I mean, I mean, in the terms of before it even comes out, you type something, read it over, think through it before you hit send or before you hit enter versus when you're just saying yeah, it. Yeah, I, I should probably do that more. But I mean, I can't tell you how often I post and then people tell me, uh, yo, you like totally misspelled. This is like, there's like two random words oh, in the middle of that, that make no sense. And I'm like, damn it, the post is getting traction and I don't want to screw with the algorithm. You know what I mean? Do I fix it? <laughs> yeah, I hear that. But um, I like the authenticity of not editing. I mean, uh, I mean, I think Twitter's a shit show, but I like that you can't edit tweets. Uh, yeah. I think Twitter actually they they tweeted like a week or two ago. They'll say we'll give you an edit button when everyone wears a mask. You know what I mean, kind of thing. Like yeah. you know, kind of <laughs> like you know, it's never going to happen either of them. You're not going to have everyone wear a mask. We're never giving <laughs> you an edit button. There is something authentic about not being about just blurting out what you not being able to. You know what I mean? Just kind of, there's something authentic in just saying what you think. 
Right, I agree. And then, and and back to what you were saying before, it's yeah, we were doing something. You know, I was writing something about this a couple months ago, and you know, communication is only I think eight percent the words that you say. It's fifty five percent your body language. A hundred percent. And so that's 100%. something that we can never get through in text. I had a situation a couple of weeks ago where I commented on someone's post, and it was a completely sarcastic comment, uh, but they read it as like meaningful Literal. thing, and it. it I, I could completely see how saying it, uh, you know, saying it seriously could be very offensive. And if you would have seen me while my eyes saying it, you would have understood how how the opposite it is. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, so right, so that's why you gotta be careful. That's also why, I mean, like I have three, right now I'm, I'm on a laptop, right? And it's connected to two large 23 inch monitors, one to the right one here and one there. And I usually work on my larger monitors and then this laptop's a little off to the left. Um, but when I do video calls, like you mentioned, so, I mean, I move over and I face left and even though some of my main spreadsheets might be on the center, but it's important that body language. And I always try to emphasize that with people, especially in our team when we all have multiple screens is that you're not necessarily looking like, and by the way, I can drag your camera over to the main screen, but then you're still seeing the side of my face. You think I'm not talking to you, even though I'm looking at you in the video, but I'm not yeah. looking at the camera. So these small things are important in order for body language. Right. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I think that's, you know, again, I think that's part of the why, you know, people are getting the Zoom overload, overload, but still kind of sticking on Zoom is because you do have that, you still have that, you know, face to face more than just a phone call with a voice because you're missing, even with a voice to, you know, words and a voice is still only about 45% of the communication. You're still missing mm -hmm. more than half the communication, which is the, the body language and facial expressions and all that. Yeah, one of my favorite YouTube video, uh, YouTube channels that put out some like science videos, and they have like an international team, and yeah. they did a video on like how we work like remotely to get our videos up and the editing and all that, and it was just like one passing line about like working remotely and everything, but they had one line which I thought was so genius that like like well, you know one of our rules are you can only call people on video and you must always answer on video. Yeah for their team, but they're remote, right? This is pre-pandemic, by the way. But it, it's it's an interesting concept. Like, if you asked me a question, don't you're not allowed to call me on the phone. You got to video call me. Yeah. You know, there's something to that. And they're right. And there's it's an insane amount of added value when you can see someone. Yeah, I agree. It, it adds a lot. So let's get back a little bit back onto, onto you know, the main topic that we started off. You know, one of the, one of the strength, you know, something that you're an expert in is kind of walking into a random person and starting that conversation. Now, obviously in a business context, you know, I know that I sell, you know, marketing services, you are a tech company that needs marketing stuff. It's easy to start a conversation, but you do that with anyone. How do you, how do you even, right. you know, besides the, hi, what's your name? Or even, even that part, how do you, how do you approach a complete stranger and start the conversation with them? I mean, well, you just find a, something you have in common or something about them that you want to know. So obviously, I mean, if you meet someone, let's just say, and let's say they have an, an article of clothing or jewelry or something that's interesting, you should comment and ask. I mean, you know, if you have something nice to say, don't withhold. I mean, if someone's wearing a cool piece of jewelry or something unique or you're curious where it's from, like, why are you keeping that curiosity to yourself? They're wearing it for a reason. It makes them feel good. You know, they like it and they identify with it. They, they bought it for them to wear, to express themselves in public. You know what I mean? Like, they want to be asked about, let's say, something that th they're wearing or, or is related to their appearance. And, you know, this goes for everyone or anything else that's, you know, with you. Like, so I can, you can say, this water bottle, in a sense, is a reflection 
is an extension of me. You can ask me about this or the decal on it or what does it mean? These are, everything is a conversation starter. I can ask you about your shirt. Like I say, I can ask you about your hair. I can ask you about anything. I can ask you about your posture. I can ask about why there are two different colors of the wall behind you. Did you paint it to someone else? What do you think? You know, like, and then you can like, you know, why green, why green? Or if it is green, whatever it's like, anything can be part of a conversation. If you're curious and you start to see things from a, a angle of curiosity, an angle of how come, why, there's a reason for everything. Everything was a decision, right? Someone decided every policy, everything took was a decision involved. So what was the decision? What were the motives behind it? And I think if you're interested, and also if you notice that everything involved a decision, right? Someone thinking, should I do this or that? Everything, it kind of makes every little thing that you see a little more interesting because there were thoughts involved or probably maybe cost calculation involved, uh, efficiency, time, all kinds of things that, that go into anything and everything in our lives. So I think if you kind of focus on that, um, if you focus on this, I think that's really kind of a, that's a really easy way to start a conversation, right? Right. And so then, so you start a conversation, ask someone about their shirt, I bought it at The Gap or I bought it at Zara or whatever. What, uh -huh. how, do you, how, do you, how do you actually find the common ground that's actually, you know, interesting to you in terms of... of uh, I mean, you just think way. anything, any, any relation you have with that store. So you're saying, got it at Zara. And I goes, oh, my wife shops there, has never been there. Do they have a men's section? Do you, do you, th do you think that Mac, do you think I would enjoy shopping there? Is it, I heard it's expensive. Is it true? Or should I, or is it better I ask you or better ask my wife? Like, I don't know, you just work them into conversations, you know, like, so you kind of, anything that anyone mentions, you just work it in. So like, have you been a Gap? Maybe have you worked at a different apparel? Maybe you could say, I worked at Old Navy or any other clothing store and you could work that in or, oh, that's cool. I think that's similar. It looks like it. it or tell them a story from the Gap. Like there, you know what I mean? There's a lot of things that you can relate to. So as long as if you have any reference point at all to the Gap or to Zara, you just work it into the, just work it into the conversation. Right. And, and, then, and, and even if you talk about yourself, like let's say I give the example about Zara, but yeah. it, it's, they bought their clothing at Zara. Mm -hmm. It's actually the conversation is actually about them, and now they're interesting and interested, and now I'm, I'm turning it back and getting their opinion. Right. So I mean, so I know that the the, the the saying is kind of, you know, keep keep asking the questions and get them talking because that's first of all it makes it makes you feel like you know I'm the one that approached you. I want to make you feel special, get make you open up and talk to me, and and kind of keep the conversation going. But where do you feel you cross the line between you know getting asking too much or getting too personal? You got to feel it. Well, let's say if I like your shirt, I'll never say your shirt looks good on you. That's inappropriate. But I can say right. I like your shirt or I like the color or it's a cool shirt or it's fancy. But I can't say I like how it looks on you. I think that's inappropriate. Even though you have no different intention, just one way of saying it, you have to think yeah. of how it's perceived. So you, you kind of need to know a little bit, need to have a little bit of intuition. And you only really find out where the line, the closer you get to the line without touching the line, the yeah. better and closer you can get with someone, right? Yeah. So the more you can get like more and more intimate without being, that's weird, that's too much, the better it is. But you don't know where that line is until you've kind of walked up to a few times and like, okay, and you've walked in, in a safe way and walked back and you kind of know where that is. So I think just having more conversations, trying to say things that might make you feel uncomfortable, seeing how the other person responds. I mean, you kind of get an idea what you can and can't say. And in general, like when I'm not sure, I just say whatever, I say whatever I feel, but I say it in a way that I make sure that it comes off respective, uh, resp uh, uh, in a way that I'm respecting them. And all this, you, or also, like, if you're really interested in this thing, you're not sure. You can say, like, I don't know if this is a per, like, like, I don't mean this in any way that's inappropriate. Um, however, I really, you know what I mean? I really like what, you know, I, I it, it's really cool what you did, whatever, with 
something, you know, if you want to, if you want to comment on something that you worry might, you know, you can tell them, I don't know if it is, I'm not trying to be, I want to like you, you can open up with that and then people are receptive to it. I mean, just be honest. Like if you don't want, obviously if you don't want to offend someone or you don't want to cross the line say, hey, I'm not trying to be offensive or cross the line. I'm just really interested. What do you think about this and this? Or, you know what I mean? Or tell me, you know, or ask them maybe a personal question if you'd like. Yeah. So do you have any, any examples of any, any times, you know, embarrassing situations where you did cross the not line unknowingly? I'm not going to share that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But some things can't be taken back. So it's, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll think about the successes, but, but you know what I mean? It's like, what do they say? Like, uh, was it Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky? I, mean, I don't remember. We were, you, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Like yeah. you have to try to, you're not, if you try to avoid making a connection in fear of offending them, you're going to make zero connection with another person. Right. And nope. not just, I'm saying that's bad for business. You're just not going to enjoy the relationship anyway. Like if yeah. you're not making a connection, if we don't have a reference point, if we don't have anything, share something in common, you know, something in the culture or something, if we don't have that, then conversations are going to be, their business calls, any calls are just going to be boring. Right. Just, you're just not going to enjoy it. Think of how much more you can enjoy work if you actually get to speak with someone that's fun, that's interested in you, that's interesting, that's curious, you know what I mean, and has some things in common or, you know, interested in your thoughts and your ideas. It makes all the difference. Right. I agree 100%. It's, uh, it's you know, it, it turns your, you know, on the business side, it's what makes it, you know, like you said, interesting, makes it engaging, makes you, you know, aside from developing the relationship with the, with the person, and which which kind of does is today a driver of business having a relationship uh in many times is, is the deciding factor between you know the between whether they want to do this with you or someone else um it also helps kind of push it you know push that relationship forward and and building up you know you take that client with you to the next place you go or they bring right. you with sure. the next place they go because of that relationship mm -hmm. not just uh down to business Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get very strategic, yeah. But then that goes for any relationship building or any networking. I mean, if you have a positive relationship and you continue to maintain that positive relationship that has some kind of a connection point, then in general, when they're looking for services that you provide or services that are similar to yours, they'll reach out to you to work with you or to connect you with someone else. So, I mean, yeah, sure, no doubt, 100%. So, yeah. Right. And then... And in general, I think we're both we're both in the B two B tech space. Just a side comment: I think actually having a personal relationship um, with the marketing strategy, things that are involved in communication. So I think marketing strategy and customer service is a big, big, big chunk of the of the actual results. Um, because longer marketing, longer sales cycle, you really need to have good strategy. Uh, you want to make sure that you're being heard. You know, and if you jump right into business, you're not being heard. I'm getting on the meetings. I can get off the meeting because I hate meetings. If you give off that vibe, then you know, I mean, God help you. Right, of course. Um, yeah, it's it's all about kind of, I mean, aside from just I'm getting on the meeting to, to get it over with and get out, um, the more the more you're talking to the other person, the more you learn, discover new opportunities, discover new things in common, discover more conversation topics, things like that. Exactly right. So let's talk a little bit about kind of the active listening versus kind of versus passive listening and how, how you use that in a conversation or how to, how, how to, you know, what the difference is and what, what to do with them. Do you, well, I mean, I, when would you ever use passive listening? Well, I'm saying you wouldn't really use it again, I guess actively listening versus kind of just passively hearing what the other person is saying and not really paying attention to it. 
I mean, I, that's never intentional. Right. I may space out like anyone else. <laughs> I would say, sorry, I, I missed that. I spaced out. Can you go back? And people understand that, by the way. It's another connection point. Just being honest, everyone spaces out on calls, right? Like, so especially everyone's now on calls on the computer all day because of the pandemic. People people like that. They've been like, you know, sorry, space. And like, it's just another point, you know, like, so uh, I would just be honest. But I mean, passive listening is you're wasting your time because you could be actively listening. You're not, right. you can't really do anything at the same time, even if you passive listen, you have to basically ignore if you're gonna try to multitask to pretend you're listening. Um, I actually had a conversation with someone on our team recently and I was saying, there's a difference between patience and listening. Patience means you're giving someone the space to speak and say what they want and you're waiting till they're finished. Listening is actually, it's, it's, it, it's more of a, it's more of a, it's the act of listening, hearing what they have to say, maybe saying it back to them, adding something on top, sharing a point of disagreement. Um, I mean, right? People so, prefer that you disagree with them, in my opinion, because that means you are listening. Just like if you have a post, let's say you make a, I made a post, let's say about uh, whatever, LinkedIn or ads or some strategy or something. And I would, I much prefer someone comment that they disagree with me than they right. don't comment at all. That means they listened as opposed to just scrolling through and giving a fake like and never reading a post. So I mean, you know, reading, which is very common. So there's right. a difference, between, you know, tolerating right. someone to speak, you know, being patient or actually actively listening. So I think often people even, even enjoy someone going counter to them. Right. So I think that's a good point. I mean, I guess people have been always taught, you know, it's polite to wait until the other person's done speaking listen through hear the whole thing out but i guess i guess what you're saying and, and makes sense is sometimes it is or you know i guess a lot of times it's more appropriate to actually jump in in the middle to cut them off with a question or to cut them off with a comment on something say and kind of show them that you are engaged in the conversation and you're not just listening and hearing everything they say and taking notes and writing it down and memorizing it but it's not and you're not you're not it's not, you're not interacting with it right exactly it's, it's, uh, right. It's all about interacting. Exactly. Right. Uh, what, what are your experiences with it? I mean, you do you find well, it hard to actively listen, like call after call after call, or or just where, where or forget that. Let me rephrase. Where are your challenges in actively listening? Um, like, when is it hard for you? I think for me, a lot of times it's kind of uh, it's the active the the listening part is okay. Let me take in all this information. And then 15 minutes after the call, I'm like, wait, what did he mean when he said this and this? You know, when he said he wants leads, did he mean he wants, you know, uh, quality leads or did he want a volume of leads? Did he want this or that? Like, you know, after afterwards, after the conversation, when I start processing, then I start coming up with the questions that I, you know, I need to get back to him and ask him A, B, C, D, E, F. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I, we, have, we have a comment from Ayala. I'm going to pull it yeah, up on screen. It's kind of long. Yeah, her, opening, her opening sentence is someone who doesn't converse easily. Um, oh wait, she mentions I, me. I learned from y'all that that it can be that it can be learned. One of the biggest. I think you can pull them up on the screen, can you, in uh, Streamyard? There uh, you go. Oh God, that's a huge comment. Okay, maybe you want to just read it. Uh, yeah. So Ayala is. Ayala uh, works with me. She's on my team. Yeah. Um, she yeah. She does the cyber accounts mostly, right? Yeah, uh, cybersecurity funds marketer. Learn from you all that it can be learned. Um, good to know. It's it, it's good to to kind of point out that it's it's a learned skill and not like a a, a trait that you're born with. Uh, uh, 
one of the key, one of the biggest keys really is focusing on the other. And the other key is just simply practicing by putting yourself out there. Um, yeah, I agree. It's something that you have to put yourself out there. It's something that, you know, like other things, you have to put yourself outside of your comfort zone in order to get there. Um, you know, what I was mentioning earlier is a lot of people were just grown up, you know, you were brought up being taught that, you know, it's polite to listen and not interrupt. And like, and like you said, it's, you know, it's actually better to interrupt and, and jump in the middle than to just sit back and wait till, till they're over. Um, I've started trying to strike conversations with the service people I encounter on my errands. It's amazing how often sim offering a simple compliment totally changes interaction uh, overall. Bonus. Yeah, it's true. I, yeah, I comment? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree with that. It's something that, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I've also been doing, uh, even if it's something small with like, you know, you, you walk into the mall and the guy that's checking your bags or you're the metal detector guy is like, hi, how are you doing? Hot day today. Something. Yeah. Just I always comment. thank them. I'm one of, I'm a person who yeah. was thanked. I actually, I learned from my parents, my father in particular, he would teach me how, I don't mean this in an inappropriate way, uh, how to flirt with the cashier. Usually was much older woman, everything like how, how to, that's the word he used. He's an immigrant. Um, but you know, like how, I was like, how to flirt with the cashier, how to strike up conversation, how to ask, how to make them laugh, how to, how to get them to, you know, enjoy their day a little bit more. And I mean, I think, just as humans, we all have an obligation. You have an obligation for us to be in a good mood, like first and foremost. I think if you have a bad mood, uh, just like Dennis Prager says, like a, a bad mood is like bad breath. You, it's not for you, or or you bad body odor. You put on deodorant for other people. You put on a. You were to brush your bad mood away, like you would brush your bad breath away, right? You have a moral obligation to do that for the other people around you. So I'm a big believer in that. Both the hygiene part and the uh, and making people happy part. Uh, so I think like uh, in general, like you should always find always find ways. You have to be in a good mood. You're obligated. Don't put your shitty mood off on me. I'm sorry. I'm not interested in it. I, there's too many. Life is too short, and there are way too many people to spend it with people that aren't in aren't in good spirits and don't elevate your you and your mute and just being around them. So I mean that's something that I've learned, and then my father taught me that. So I always make conversations when I'm standing around or when I'm waiting um, uh, with people, you know, what I mean, or so if, if I would be um, waiting for a train or things like that. So you need to know when uh, to speak to people, and also you need to know when not to speak to people which is another thing, right? It's like that funny thing, like uh, let's, you get on an airplane, formerly an airplane, uh, remember those? And you'd sit next to someone and you might say, you know, you'd say hi, how yeah, you do it. And then you have to fill them out. If let's say you feel like speaking, do you want to converse with that person? More importantly, do they want to have a conversation with you? Maybe they, they're just like beat, maybe, you know, after a layover, you don't know, and they just want to put on some headphones and go to bed or something. Or maybe they're just like, you know, they maybe they or they same thing, but the exact opposite mood. They've been flying for a while on the layover, and they're sick of not speaking to anyone and having interaction with anyone that they've seen or known while <laughs> running around. And they would surely love a, you know, what I mean, to communicate with someone. So you also need to have that intuition. You should be able to feel that out in your first sentence. So when you actually speak to someone, say, "Hey, how you doing today?" You know, or thanks. You kind of got to you have to have like your ears perked up and you kind of got to feel for it, how they're going to respond to you and whether they're just appreciative of your warm gesture or if they're interested in, or open or even more interested in actually having a greater conversation. And this might seem silly and it might seem there's no purpose to have a conversation with strangers, but what you're able to do is you're going to improve your skills by speaking to them. 
the, right. but your speaking skills and conversation skills in general. And there's no better way to practice them with a stranger that you're going to pass and you're never going to see again. So like, uh, if you're worried about being offended, like you're saying, or crossing a line or saying something that you're not sure will be received, practice it on strangers. It's the best way. Because even if you do, you can just say, sorry, walk away. They'll never think of you from the next day. You won't think of them again. And you would have gotten better. So really, everything's a everything's a testing ground in a sense. You know what I mean? And as a marketer, you know everything Everything is a part of marketing. You should always test everything. So your conversations, your uh, your body posture, uh, you know, how you speak, um, hand movement, right? These are all things that you need to test and how they're received. Yeah, I agree. Um, and yeah, one of the things I think is is also intimidating to a lot of people is, are is that person in the mood to talk to me? You know, I I might see something. You know, I might see that they're wearing something cool, or I might you know know that they work somewhere cool or something like that. And is this the right time to approach them? Is this you know, they're in the park with their kids. Do they want to talk to someone, or do they want to spend you know do they want to spend the time with their kids, or do they just you know want to let the kids run around and would actually would appreciate an adult interaction while their kids are are busy? um or any situation you don't know if they're like you said if they're in a good mood or not um right and uh yeah i've uh, so i've had a couple of inter interesting interactions like you said on uh on the planes uh myself um actually one time while i was flying into uh i was flying into boston and uh the person next to me started talking to me and it was a small talk conversation back and forth uh asked me where i'm going i told him uh and oddly enough I, that 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 very random conversation uh, when I got off the plane, I get into the car and my cell phone and GPS don't work. It's my first time taking a car from Logan to um, Framingham. Never even heard of it beforehand. Uh, and I happened to actually find the way because he's like, oh, yeah, you're going to take this route and get off at this exit. And then I'm down driving down the highway. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that he said that I got off. And that's how I, I found my way out. Uh, right. So, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, always helpful to have, have conversations and meet people. Mm -hmm. um, there's a call. Uh, your Paul Kian's, uh, Kian from yeah, Kian this comment. I love Kian. Kian's so cool. Yeah, I just had a call with him. Uh, you know, when he got when he started the the, the role, we talked about meeting when he comes to Tel Aviv, and uh, actually when we got to the real world, and I said, no, I don't think so. What? You think it will be a long, uh, a lasting negative effect on conversation when we get back out to the real world? You know, some people have struggled. Um, yeah, what do you think? I don't. I mean, you know, so, hey, Kim, why don't you tell us about the stories that people that have struggled, but more than one off. But I don't think first I look, I'm biased. I mean, I'm first off, I'm speaking to people all day, not in person, but just like this over, you know, the computer and through the camera all the time. So for me, it's it's it is natural and it does come more natural to me. I have fine tuned it like I yell it says said it could be it could be learned. I mean, so I've learned it. I've uh, I sharpened the I sharpened this you know, the, the, the saw on this one a lot and I continue to, but I think just people are so itching to speak to other people. Uh, right. When we first had the lockdowns, I'll, I'll remember this, um, I'll never forget. Um, and I left the house like the first time in like three weeks or something. And I got into an ar argument over a parking spot with someone and it felt so good. <laughs> it's like uh, human interaction. <laughs> so, I was like, yeah. usually I would have let him have the spot because it's not worth it. But I was like, I was so enjoying the back and forth and the arguing and saying <laughs> with yeah, the guy. Yeah, it's similar to what they say about you know new parents when they just have a baby and they're just like, I want adult interaction. Just right, someone to talk exactly. to, you. someone to respond yeah. and not just rule on you. Um, right, not just like cry. Don't understand it. Just complain all the time. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So I think, yeah, I think that, you know, the, the situation, if anything, it, it opened up that appetite for more human interaction, for more, you know, yeah. interacting with people. And, uh, you know, like we said, calls are great. Zoom is, you know, calls are okay. Zoom is great, but you still want that face-to-face. You still want that, you know, more of a dynamic uh, back and forth. Uh, you know, it's not, again, the, 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 we had this call. I made sure that I was, you know, my background's nice, nice and clean. And, and you know, you guys, you set up Wait, your what space. Wait, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? I got a mask on. You set up your space, but it's not like the real world where you have the real, your real setting and, and, you know, and life and interact, uh you know, not on a set stage. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I know I get it. I, I think, you know, it's interesting. If you don't know how to find a common ground with someone, not in person, and you get on a video for a business call, and you don't know, not a friend, not acquaintance, not family, but like, and you don't know how to find or make common ground, then maybe you can, you might have to relearn it. But I don't see why it won't be relearned after a few weeks or something. It might be hard at first, and you'll get it in other people. And I, it's so human nature that I think you'll be back where you were. And you can actually work and practice on it now. Uh, use that as an advantage. So when you come out of this, you can be a better communicator than anyone else. Right. But also, like, like um, you know, the, the, the cause and interactions that we have now, they're all scheduled, and there's a solid subject and agenda versus right. the real where you're just walking the sidewalk and you run into someone with no agenda, no topic and no thing. Well, I mean, like, if you're walking by someone, I'm not going to stop them. I don't want to, I don't even play. I don't right, stop saying, if, I'm in, if I'm on the way to somewhere, you know. Right, <laughs> you're not going to have a Zoom call with somebody just about, you know, or something random, but you are going to start talking to someone at the coffee, at the coffee machine or at the water cooler about. Correct, because Zooms need to be scheduled because you both right. have to get onto the same link at the same time. Well, that's correct. But I mean, people are doing like they were doing it earlier in the pandemic where people would just do like, you know, happy hours, get together, let's drink. Our family would get together, you know, and Zoom. That was a shit show. Um, so, like, you know, <laughs> Those are always the best. <laughs> well, it's great, except there's always one crazy person in your family. And uh, yeah. every Jew has that crazy aunt or uncle. <laughs> but, where you put yeah. them on mute and pretend you're listening. Uh, anyway. Um, so I mean, yeah, we don't really we don't really plan or schedule. Like you're right, because you don't plan or schedule. It's about being authentic. It's about being spontaneous. I don't know exactly the right word is the spontaneity of it is kind of what makes you as an individual interesting. Uh, also, by the way, my opinion, uh, one of the the great formulas, the basic um, in comedy to get someone to laugh in general is to say something that they don't expect. You're caught a little off guard, like a wittiness that was unexpected. Yeah, Do you know I what I mean? Or how you tie a couple things together. So I think, you know, in general, even if it might not be funny, but if you say some things that people don't expect, if you behave a little different, your comments are a little different. I mean, my personality isn't normal. I know I don't, I don't fit into the mold. Uh, don't try to be like me. But, you know, you, if you do kind of catch people a little bit off guard or say be different on the call, just be different. Because you got to think about it. Like you're on calls all day. So is the so let's say your client. Your client's also on calls all day. So right. why don't you make it easy for them and be more enjoyable? You'll enjoy it too. Right. I like agree. Why why can't like why not? Yeah. Right. Um, so let's talk a little bit about you know the 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 difference between the the boundaries, I guess, between personal and business on the conversation. Right. So you're having like a, a bit of work conversation. How personal do you feel it's comfortable? It's it's okay to get when you're talking to them. You know, do you talk about your kids? Do you talk about your home life? Do you talk about, you know, which car you own? And then vice versa. Uh, I don't talk about possessions. I do talk about 
family, kids. I mean, I'll make marriage jokes um, because uh, people people get it. Like, it's funny, and it's nice to know that, like, oh, yeah, everyone has the same exact problems as a parent or as a spouse. Um, if you're not married, you, you don't get it at all, you know, after, like, a couple of years. If you marry a kid, you, you kind of understand it. I mean, all, all the time, for sure, you know. So, like, when you mentioned Zara, and I gave you an example how I tied it into my wife and my kids and shopping and, and pricing, and I made a, you know, a, a joke around in you – you know, but yeah, I think the more things you can talk about, the better. And again, it's about finding common ground. So, like, why do people that you don't know why do they talk about? Because it's con it's common ground. You know, you have. You can walk up to a stranger and you can both talk about the weather because you're both at that moment experiencing the same weather, and you've probably been experiencing the same weather for the same day or the week because you probably live in the same town, right, or city, wherever you are. So right. it's a common ground. That's two, a common ground two strangers have. It's one of the beauties of sports is that it brings strangers together. We have a common ground. You know what I mean? That's, that's one of the beauties about it, that we, I don't know who you are. We can be different in every aspect, but we're both here rooting for the same team, right? So there's right. that common ground. So if you're a parent, if you're, if you're married, if you're whatever, if you're a homeowner, you're both in marketing, whatever you're doing, you, these are all common grounds for you to make conversation, to learn more about the other person. And if you know how to listen, in a sense, actually, you can learn a lot about yourself, which I think a lot of people are missing in the conversation. This is not just about listening, but if you kind of, you hear how someone responds to you and you right. can actually learn about yourself and you can improve as an individual or as uh, someone to speak to you know, as a conversationalist also. Right. And so part of it, you know, part of this conversation is really kind of keeping it interesting and not just kind of asking, you know, you know boring questions or generic questions. How do you steer that conversation? You know, how, how do you, you know, do you have any tips for like, you know, specific questions to ask or there are ways to push it into, you know, finding out what you're interested in so I can keep pushing into that direction? What do you mean? Can you give me an example? I didn't totally follow you. If I just like talk about the weather, it's it's you know it's an obvious small talk just to get you talking. But is there any? Are there any? You know anything? Any specific questions or, or kind of directions of asking a question where I could find out something that you're really passionate about and and get that into that conversation? Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But first off, you should never ask how's the weather. It's it's the cheapest way about the conversation. I understand it. Especially, you know what I mean? Like, like you get caught in an elevator with someone, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, I was like, you don't want it to be awkward. And some, and I get that. I've been in the elevator. I've been in awkward. And you're like, what do you say? But we're all sharing some other thing right now. We're all sharing the pandemic. So you can say, how's the pandemic treating you? How's your family dealing with it? Or do you have anyone high risk in your family? These are questions you can ask to literally anybody in the entire world right now. Right. That like, and then you can ask, how are you dealing with it personally? Have you had, have you picked up any vices? Have you been exercising more? I mean, these are literally a question you can ask to anyone blindfolded in the world, not just, not just someone in your industry and in your eye, you know what I mean? And, and who's in the Western world, whatever. This is like, this is any culture can relate to these things right now. So you should ask about it. You know what I mean? Like how are, how are you dealing with your kids in screen, screen time? You can talk about parental controls on uh, devices and you can say no. And if you're well read, you can also work in conversations with things that you're learning or reading or studies that you know you find out and you can work them into your conversation, um, which reflects that you're well read and you're intelligent, whatever. I mean, but that's not the intent. The intent is just to make a better conversation, but it reflects on you very positively. So I, yeah, I, I would stay away from that. Anything, everything and anything, can and should be a connection point. 
Right. And so by the way, it doesn't even have to be that. You can do it on looks. You can, like I said, like I could comment on like, uh, Dave looks at, you know, you have good facial hair. When I grow mine out is patchy. And I just started a conversation on it by making a connection between us, even though our facial hair goes different. Yeah. Right. So you can say that anyone of that of the, the that's a cool shirt. You know, gray never gray never looks as good as me on let you know what I mean as let's say white or black. But, you know, but I'm just saying I'm making things up here. But like anything that you see, that's a relation point. All you can do is relate to something about that other person that you can see. You don't even have to open your mouth, and you could right. Not just yeah. the weather. It could be something they're wearing, or in this case, the pandemic. Yeah. Right. Uh, a tip is stay the hell away from politics since we're on it because that would be my uh my my advice with a stranger or someone that you don't know well all right so i guess politics religion sometimes usually um Uh, i think faith is good topic religion is not that's kind of like i i think i think faith is totally on i think like the actual intricacies of of religion it generally should be avoided uh there are exceptions but i think faith is actually i think it's a i think it's a fantastic topic even if someone finds himself to have no faith i think it's a great topic just to talk about faith i think it's, i think a lot i find a lot of people find it interesting and those that don't have a faith actually have a strong opinions and are relatively very thoughtful about it so i, I actually think faith is very good all right and then and so what other aside from uh, politics and faith are there any topics you think should be I mean, obviously, once you start to know the person, you can get into these other topics, but anything else you should start to avoid during the first conversation? No. I mean, in general, I mean, no. I I think the more you can find a mutual ground and the more you can make someone else laugh and the more that you can laugh and smile, is contagious, right? It's like a smiling now. It's awkward. But you're more (laughs) likely to smile. It's just the way it goes. You just (laughs) like, you know? be yourself and most importantly when you have a conversation make sure you're having fun and that's really what it is because if you're having fun you can the other person will feel it they'll loosen up they'll have fun they'll share more and then you ask them they'll answer you'll be more interested you'll feed off each other and you'll draw closer together and you'll like the person more they'll like you more and you'll have a better relationship and you'll enjoy that relationship it's like it's authentic and it's great but you kind of got to put yourself out there to maybe ask or say things that people generally don't. And it's really not that hard. Like 99% of people don't ask private questions on Zoom calls, on phone conversations. They don't, you know what I mean? And it's not hard to separate yourself from the 1% by asking a couple questions about them. And be, but you have to be generally interested. Right, and I think that's part of the, part of the barriers is, is like you said, 95% of people don't ask. So because they feel inappropriate, because nobody asks, they feel like it's inappropriate for them to ask also. Yeah, but it's so easy to be such a great conversationalist. Like I do is ask. It's kind of like any topic. Like no one knows anything about anything. If you read one book about a topic, you know more than 99% of the, of, of the world, of the country, right? So you're, you're technically now an expert. <laughs> if you read one book because no one's read anything about any topic, whatever it was, you know, this is space exploration, mining in Australia. I don't know, read, read a little bit. And suddenly, you know, more than 99.9% of the population. Now you've changed you're more interested in and all that, but just that's all it takes to separate you from everyone else. So you just asking how someone's doing, making someone laugh, making someone smile, making that connection, un- unfortunately separates you from everybody else. Yeah. And how do you, how do you kind of get a conversation? I mean, some people are just very short answers, not because they're upset, not because they're annoyed. They might be, it's just their personality. You know, they'll answer you with like one or two word questions, uh, Uh answers. How do you, how do you continue the conversation going in that kind of a, you know, 
there's someone, you know, there's, there's somebody that call, if it's making you feel even, let's say, would you say it's making you feel like a little uncomfortable? It's kind of annoying in that circumstance. Yeah. I'm sure you're having me probably have someone in mind when you're asking. No, I'm just saying like, if you're, if you, there's somebody that you, you, know, you met, an interesting person, a nice person you want to have a conversation with, but they're just like the, the, their answer, like their nature is just like, Oh, so, uh, so how's your day going? You know, one kid, you know, my, my kids, my kids, one of them will say, Oh, it was great. We went to this and we did this. And then, and then he won't stop talking. The other one will be like, good. Right. And, and I think that's also, I think that's a kid thing more than adult thing. But been like, I mean, I just get sarcastic, but joking, but just gotta play with them. <laughs> it's like, it's like, or you can play the other way. It's like, Oh, good. Oh, so you went to the zoo. Like, what does it mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, and by the way, we have a responsibility. If someone asks how you're doing, give them a real answer. Like, you know what I mean? Like, generally a speaking game. Like, share something about yourself. They're asking about you. I mean, if someone's answering a short answer, like, the, in my opinion, it doesn't mean you are, but they think you're bullshitting. Like, you're asking how's the weather. You're just, you're just trying to make a common ground, but you're not, you don't actually mean it. So they'll entertain you, and then they want to move on to the reason why you're speaking with them. That's what I think. So then you need to work a little bit harder to peel something out of someone. And if that's that rare person that's totally antisocial and hates speaking to people, then okay, so it's their loss, not yours. Right. right. Makes sense. Um, I would avoid speaking to those people altogether if you could. If it's their like, if, if those people are few and far between, but there's no right. reason if you'd be having conversations with people that you don't enjoy. Right. And sometimes it's, uh, you know, Sometimes you have the option to, to kind of avoid them. Uh, you know, if it's social, sometimes you yeah, sometimes you, yeah, but sometimes you just have that situation where you're just in that situation. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're, you and, uh, and your rep from another company are going together right. to some offsite or something, and you're both stuck what, in the department. What would happen if two of those people speak to each other? Uh, I don't think they would. That's <laughs> Like, what if they're like an in person, like an hour and a half meeting to go through, they look like a flat. <laughs> Two people who are socially awkward and hate answering and talking about themselves <laughs> or anyone else. I mean, just like, I don't know, how does that work out? But Well, yeah, it's, it's again, it's like, you know, a conversation is based on give and take. You say something, you answer, ask a question, they answer something, ask you a question, and kind of the back and forth. When you have one person asking, you know, active and one person is, is doing those one, one answer, one word answers, then it's a lot harder. But the person that running the conversation basically has to work harder, like you said. Uh, right, but of course, people are kind of short answers, not active in the because it's awkward for them. They don't yeah. understand why are they do have your question has to come from a connection point, right? Like if you're just asking them how are you, good. That's not a connection point. If you know okay. what I mean, if, if you yeah. made a connection point, like like and by the way, you can make it about you to make it easier for them. And I'll just bring the COVID example, but only because it's universal and anyone can use this with anyone they speak to at all for the rest of the year is that you can just say, yeah, you know, uh, COVID really took a, uh, you know, really made it hard for me last night because of X, Y, and Z. Have you experienced that? There is no yes or no. Even if they say yes, they'll expound. They'll uh, go into detail and you can ask them like more going to detail, you know what I mean, in general. And they will, and you'll actually learn more about them. And then they've been like, wow, no one went that deep with me. And all you did was that, you know? And suddenly they'll feel more connected. That's like I said, it doesn't take much to be in the top 1%, you know what I mean? And then they'll feel more connected to you than when else they've ever spoken to. Right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. I think it's it's uh, getting them to talk, getting them to talk and showing them genuine interest is what drives the conversation. 
obviously that's yeah that's what you need to to keep the conversation interesting between the two of you um right. uh, so we have about 10 minutes left is there anything any other tips that you have that you could bring up um you know for somebody that is a little awkward and wants to start you know getting more out there yeah uh, first if anyone has any questions or comments uh leave them now uh yeah. anyway but uh yeah, shout out to Arya Levine what's up man say hi and a uh, forest what's up here we go so and Omri trying to make sure you people shout out so and, and now uh ask your comment or questions now I mean like if you're all awkward first off I've got to test it so I mean know what you're going to say so you know who you're going to meeting you might know a little bit about them have an advance know what you're going to say and practice it and do that with every single call. And then you have to, you know, when people do stand up, com when comedians do stand up comedy, right? They yeah. know their shtick perfectly, how they're going to stand, how they're going to move, exactly how many millisecond pauses, the pitch of their voice. But how do they know so perfectly? They try it and then they get the feedback from the audience and then they adapt. Okay, I thought that was funny. That joke didn't land. And they'll yeah. scratch it or they'll try to rework it or that did do and then they try it again and then they tweak it was that better or worse okay it was worse okay so then we go back to that one tweak it the other way okay that was better so i mean you need to be always be testing your audience just like when i'm testing ads <clears throat> or your target audience and say which banner is going to have higher click-through rates i mean you just got to test it you got to mean you kind of got to be a marketer about it right you got to have your you have to feel the pulse and also you have to be curious but it means so just say something see how it's received say it two or three times, say it to receive, see what's learned, be like, okay, how can I make this receive better? How can I get this to be received better? Make changes for the next three, for the next three uh, conversations you have as an opener. And you'll get better and better. And then you'll just, as you get better, and what will happen is the other person will start to feed you back. And then you'll get better and you'll just practice from there. And you'll find out, I'm actually having an, like, an enjoyable conversation while discussing much needed work. And I actually now looking forward to my next call with this individual and he or she is looking forward to this call with me and they didn't until then. Right. Okay. Um, I'm just going to do the comments here to see if there's anything you might miss, but it doesn't look like it. Um, we're, looking at, we're on uh, Facebook too, right? Yeah, we're on Facebook and we're on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, I have nothing to share with. What do you think, man? What do you, what do, you do to break the ice? So I can make I'm, a connection with someone. It's definitely something that that I struggle with. Um, you know, for me, it's uh, if there is an obvious connection, then then you know, I, I go for it, obviously. But for me, it's a lot harder to find those, like you said, you know, coming up to someone and starting to talk about uh, a nice shirt. I like your shirt, or I like your shoes, or something like that is a is a lot harder for me to start the conversation with. Um, I usually do try to find a you know some kind of a common ground with someone. Uh, and in a business setting, it's a lot easier. In a personal setting, it's a lot harder to you know to do that, especially if you're not planning that that meeting. It's a chance meeting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I don't really have too many icebreakers that I yeah. It's, it comes down to if it's uh, if it's somebody local, then it's probably gonna have you know start off with the kids in their school. Um, if it's somebody uh, you know, if it's in the bakery, then it might be something about the the, the location we're in. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's not something that's easy for me. Yeah. There's two things I want to add. You don't just ask, you don't ever say nice, whatever, N nice shoes. You just say nice shoes because what they remind you, like, why are they nice? Why are they cool? What is it about it in general? That's a real compliment because right. they put thought into everything they wear. I mean, that's nice. Doesn't mean anything. You can close your eyes and say that about anything. And then been like, why does he think it's nice? 
but if you say why, I'm just saying if you have an un, unhappy person, um, but if you say why they're not thinking, what's he trying to get out of me? Oh, he actually thinks it's nice because of this, because he said that. So we say why, I mean, is uh, I, I think when you, when you do that. Um, another thing I find is like, for example, anything interesting happened to you today, David? Or anything interesting you've seen? Or anything that made you think about anything today that happened at all today, anything? I know I'm throwing well, you, uh, putting yeah, you on the spot yeah. here. Yeah, and I'm trying to not, yeah. I'm trying to really think through my day. Um, uh, or yesterday, in the last week. Yeah. Is there anything, anything interesting or anything you've seen or made you think differently or ever get any cognitive dissonance or anything? Or, yeah, something, I mean, or something that was funny? Or yeah, that happened to yeah. you? Or something yeah. bad that happened? A what? Or something bad that happened to you? Um, no, actually, I had a pretty interesting, interesting conversation yesterday with someone. Um, okay, you don't have to say with who, but what was interesting about it? So this, what was interesting about it, and kind of got me to, to look at things differently a little bit, is that it was a it was is a VC. He he just funded a VC, a high school friend moved to the valley, funded a VC, and he's opening up a content channel about around VC and investing. But he chose to to do this channel to open up this channel on on Instagram, not the traditional, you know, not LinkedIn where you're expecting it, not Facebook where you have the the audience, but Instagram specifically. Um, and kind of when I asked him about it, he said that it was because of you know the the modern VC. That's where they hang out. The you know now today that that we're all on Facebook, our kids don't want to be on Facebook. And so right. that in between generation, the twenty four year olds, the twenty five year olds, they're they're not on Facebook as much. Instagram is their go to, and so that's where his audience is, which kind of made me rethink the whole you know the B two B channels versus the B two C channels that that we kind of look at. Yeah. So. I would bring that up in conversation. You can start a conversation so I can get on like, oh, hey, Dave, hey, how are you doing today? Great. I've been like, I just had a great conversation earlier. This, this guy's a VC and he's, act, he's starting, uh, he started to do social and, and engagement uh, about VCs, but he's actually doing it on Instagram, not LinkedIn. That's kind of interesting. What do you think about that? Am I, am I out of touch generationally? Is there something there that I'm not there or, or is he just chasing a lot of people that like, uh, that chase vanity on Instagram that they don't on LinkedIn and maybe that's why it's all you know, but like, but it got you to think. So bring yeah. that your curiosity, just it's contagious. Bring it to the call. Bring it to your next conversation, and that can literally be your. That can be how you open a call for all of your calls that day. So anything that's interesting or weird that happened, or, or unique, or anything that made you think, that's my favorite, right? And then if it made you think, and then if you frame it, how it made you think, it'll make anyone else think. Right. Or something that made you curious. So, I mean, that's another way that you can actually, uh, that you can go into call, that you can go into calls is that anything that you experience actually. So, right. Gary Vaynerchuk says, uh, uh, the people are always trying to make content. You're doing it wrong. You need to document. Yeah. So just document your day. If something interesting happened, just document, I mean, orally in a conversation, you know what I mean? So yeah. like, instead of it doesn't have, doesn't have to be huge things. You know what I mean? Like I got a new car or something that might happen every several years. You know what I mean? But any small conversation, just document these things and, uh, you know, and share them. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it says great yeah, idea yeah. for bringing an interesting thought from your day. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. It's definitely something that, you know, it makes sense. It's something that you have, a, you, it's, you have access to. It's something that's always fresh and always new and always different. So it's not the same, uh, the same mm -hmm. thought that you're bringing up. Uh, I agree. I like it. All right, cool. I hope that helps. Uh, any other questions? I'm not seeing any. I see Ariel Levine. No, said from you. 
No, for me, no. I see Ariel Levine uh, had said interesting, but he's not kind of saying what part of what. What do you think is interesting? Which part of it? Right, exactly. Well, what do you think is the most? Uh, we'll finish up in a minute. But it, do you? Because it's interesting. You asked about people who are scared to like cross the line. Has anyone ever said anything to you that crossed the line? I know women are usually on the receiving end of things that cross the line. Or have you ever experienced someone, let's say, probably not necessarily intended to, or you know what I mean, not without ill will, cross the line? Um, Whether she were just someone else. I don't. Uh, I think. That, I mean, nothing. Nothing offhand comes to mind. This is what I, you know, what I was saying before that in, in fifteen minutes I'll probably be like, oh yeah, I should have said, you know, this. You know, this came to me. This. This is uh, something I thought of later. This is like the Seinfeld episode, the George Costanza, and the comeback was it? Yeah, because like I was Whatever. You, you know the episode. If not, then uh, sucks for you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so nothing offhand comes to mind, but it's it is it is something that you know is is on my mind when I'm when I'm having a conversation. I'm like, you know, if I ask him about this, is it too much? Is it not too much? Is it pushing the the thing? Will it make him uncomfortable? Will it make me uncomfortable? That's kind of a it is something that kind of crosses my mind when I'm having a conversation and trying to avoid. Awesome, great, sweet. I got nothing else to share. Thank you. Well, thanks for having thanks for uh, being with us. Thanks for coming on. Um, my pleasure. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us. And uh, if you have any questions, we're going to be watching the comments uh, on this video. Uh, so, if you have any questions that come up later, or you watch a, a you know you watch this later on, feel free to ask the questions, and uh, we'll answer you. Uh, like always, it's been a pleasure to, uh, chatting. Awesome. Anyone has any questions? They can hit me up on LinkedIn. All right. Thank you. Sweet. Thanks for having me, buddy. Bye. Bye.